in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat as the NFL draft continues to get closer. Flostradamus Jeremy Green, he appreciates and and, and welcomes every one of your uh, draft questions as we will be doing an as-of-today mock draft. If the draft was today, I feel really solid that I would hit a lot of picks. Okay. Can't tell you it will go that way 10 days from now. But in the happy hour today, 32 picks, three trades. The happy hour immediately following this program at 5 o'clock on YouTube exclusively over the next two hours. We're going to talk about tanking in the NFL. Jeremy has his uh, his list of teams that should just what? Just throw it in? Just, just tap. Just don't just even do it. Just be awful. Just, just so, don't even try. And that comes from <laughs> Hugh Jackson, who just can't stop. There is this misnomer that tanking is a bad thing. It's not. And in the second hour, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, second hour. And also in uh, the 4 o'clock hour, Jeremy, he saw a movie. He saw The Batman. I didn't just see a movie. I saw a movie I've been looking forward to for over a year. And he and, and he's not happy. Of course. Does the look happy. on my face do I look like I'm happy? <laughs> it's a Batman movie. You would think he'd be happy, but old uh, Sparkle Vampire apparently did not do a good job. See, to me, screwing up a Batman movie to me is kind of like screwing up a cocktail. Start with a base of booze. Put stuff in it done right you can leave it by itself i don't care you have to get really creative to screw that up and yet here we are so jeremy reviews the batman uh coming up in the second hour of the program i'm gonna see it tonight so it it just it just came out on hbo max i don't know if you will after you hear what i have to say oh i'm going to because i know that you just like your taste in music your taste in movies is horrible as well i'm gonna i'm a level in and i won't give the full review here you come back and tell me that this is that this is good your seal of approval is forever We'll have you just a bit outside your weird news, all the news and notes from around the NFL as well coming up over the next two hours. Of course, your picks of the night. We've got three more NBA playoff games tonight, green on green and the five on it coming your way. And there is a problem with NBA playoff basketball. Um, First off, I don't care. Why should I care? about playoff basketball especially in the first round i don't have a good answer to that to me the nba does as bad a job as any professional entity that's not named baseball in really prioritizing these games 
All right, so we've been doing this since, what, Wednesday last week? Mm-hmm. That's when the, the first play-in game was? No, mm-hmm. Tuesday last week. Virtually none of these games have been even watchable. I mean, to take away good, absolutely unequivocally unwatchable. Now, wait a minute. Is this just because your 2022 NBA champion Denver Nuggets got spanked last night by uh, the death Steph, squad? Uh, with Steph Curry on the bench. Steph Curry didn't start, still slaughtered them. Yeah, played now, 23 minutes and got 34 points, I yeah, think and it was. It was, un- it was absolutely unwatchable. It's brutal. The, the Nuggets don't look like they belong on the floor with the Warriors. Jazz Mavericks, that's the best you had. Two teams that look like they're allergic to scoring points. Mm-hmm. Last night with, what, three or four minutes before halftime, the Mavericks had 41 points and Jalen Brunson had 26 of them. Who is clamoring for this? No one. And the bad thing is that you absolutely screw up all of the lead up because we have to do this for a month. Mm-hmm. There are four teams that can legitimately win a title. Fact or fiction? Uh, yeah, I would say roundabout. There's two in the West. The Warriors could mm-hmm. because that death lineup is Whew, phenomenal. That, that, that boo-booed a whole night of my life last night. They are phenomenal. You, you, you saw a little portion of it in game one. Where they're what was what was the metric I saw earlier today that it was they played fourteen minutes or they played twelve minutes together they outscored the the Nuggets by seventeen in those twelve minutes right but in the first game when they when you just saw a little bit of it it was five minutes of this death squad out on the out on the floor and they had a plus one hundred and twenty seven point three net rating. And then last night you got to see it for much more of the game, and they scored 128 points. And that's gonna and it's gonna be difficult because they absolutely demolish your center. I don't care how multiple he is, if he could step out. Nikola Jokic was like minus 27 last night or something like that. Right. It was brutal. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a Nuggets fan. I'm saying that as somebody that likes the sport. It was not watchable. Raptors 76ers not watchable no that was a 27 point game in the fourth quarter well i mean and you've got james harden who has not been particularly good and joel Embiid, who hasn't been as good as you would expect him to be and their leading scorer last night was tyrese maxi mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close no luka Doncic for the dallas mavericks and as you said it was jalen brunson scoring 41 points maxi kleber was also uh, a big <laughs> force for the dallas mavericks last night i I just keep going back to why do we have seven games? I've why? always wondered. If you why? remember, the NBA playoffs used to be five games in first. It was five games in the first round. Yes. I have always said you went the wrong direction. You oh, should have no gone doubt. three games in the first round, five in the second, seven in the finals, mm-hmm. nine in the in the actual finals. Nine, nine. in the finals? Nine. Ooh, that, see, to me, that's Think back to much. last year. Were you re- would you have been upset about more Bucks sons? No, probably not. There you go. No, probably not. No, you wouldn't have been. You know what you don't want more of? The Pelicans. Woo! In 2003 is when all of this changed. 2003 was the first time that we went to seven game series for every round of the playoffs. I went back and crunched some numbers. And Jeremy, in that time, from 2003 to now, there have been 152 playoff series in the first round. 147 of them were completely unwatchable. 
27 of them have gone to Game 7s. Would you like to take a guess at how many times the lower seed has pulled off a 4-3 to three upset in a seven-game series against the higher seed? 27 times. I feel like you probably didn't break this down into how many times it's the five over the four. Uh, and no. that's, I would say that's a, a, a large number of it. Possibly. I'll go seven. You're you're close. It's four. Excuse me, five. It's five times. Five times a lower seed has beaten the higher seed in a seven-game series. And I'll bet at least four of those are the five. And do you know when the, and do you know what has happened to the lower seed Every time they have upset somebody in seven games. So gathered, smothered, and covered in the next round. Absolutely. Uh, 2017, Utah. They beat beat the Clippers, and then they lose, get swept by the Golden State Warriors. 2014, Brooklyn upsets Toronto. Then they go lose four games to one to the Miami Heat. Then it was Chicago upsetting Brooklyn. They lose four games to one to the Miami Heat in the second round. The Clippers got swept after beating Memphis in the 2012 playoffs. Like, there's no reason for this. What is the biggest story that has come out of the first round of the playoffs so far? The fans. Oh. The fans is the... Well, is the, that's, that, that's not what I was... I was going to say it's Kyrie Irving going, going full Stone Cold Steve Austin at Boston. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but but to me, that you lump that in there. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, Kyrie Irving flipping off the fans in Boston, and you you had another nutcase chaining themselves to the uh, I, basket I, I, stanchion. I'm glad you brought that up. I've already said this once, but I feel like it needs to be said again. You do realize that's not accomplishing what you want it to, right? No. Because that's making you making... look like a wacko doodle. Oh, absolutely. Some woman in game one between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves chained herself to the basket stanchion. With a, with, I think with a bike chain. I, I think she literally just left her bicycle sitting out in front of the arena unchained. It, was, it, like. it, was, it wasn't even metal. It was plastic. It That's, was a plastic chain that they, they were trying to break it apart, but they couldn't. They had to get a broom out to break it. First of all, if it breaks with a broom, not that strong. Second of all, know your audience. Right. They don't care about your platform. You can go to your message boards, use your .aol.com email address, all you want to. (laughs) Nobody in that arena cares what you're saying. Right. No one. And you're going to be pawned off as an absolute crazy person. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have to be carried out kicking and screaming like By the a way, that's three-year-old. What, that's what children do. Yeah. I, I, I will ne- – there – you know, one of these days I want to do a show about just the things that don't make a lick of sense to me. The The person that runs on the floor for any reason at a sporting event, mm-hmm. you're in the top ten. Easily. Oh, look. Hey, Ma! I'm on the TV <laughs> for what three seconds? I have a cause that no one watching this game cares about. No, no one. No. That would be like me going, "Ooh, ooh, this will be fun." This would be like me going to a public library and reciting my mock drafts at random people. Right. You might hit one that cares. The chances, real little. Right, and I, I'm I'm just here to protest all you bookworms who think that it's, it's William Shakespeare is so important. I want to start protesting like really stupid things. Okay, like I want to go downtown and protest that doors only open one way. <laughs> like 
Why are there no left-handed doors? Oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Well, oh, you that's, know, you, that's happening. You will, you will probably gather a crowd. I got a, a lot of time tomorrow. You, you will have so many people jump on your bandwagon just because they want to oh. have something to protest. Oh, it reminds what? me of the movie PCU that came out in the early 90s. Never heard of it. It was a whole campus that the whole theme of it was how crazy we're getting right now with protesting things. And this was like in 1991. PCU, I think they had a cornerback that was in the draft two or three years ago. I'm just <laughs> locked into it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. What is the stupidest thing that I could in the comments what is the dumbest thing i could protest the dumbest thing to i'm protest. currently living a protest of scissors and barbers it's my face i just i will never get that that booing booing makes zero sense to me well i mean it's look it can have an effect what can have an effect protesting protesting can have an effect yeah. because listen when you're before, doing it in a place where anybody cares you spent the money I, I, take the journey with right, me for right, a second right you took your money and you gave it to this evil person that you're so against so that you could get on the floor and be carried out of that building you do realize that the money still that they still got your oh yeah that's like going to a movie because you heard it was terrible so you could boo at the screen. It, what good did that do? I feel like this is very counterintuitive to what you were trying to do. Right. I mean, if but this is the mind of a protester. The mind of a protester is if one person becomes educated I no about issue what with I you do. protesting things. Mm -hmm. Just do it in a forum where anybody might care. I mean, it, it just it makes zero sense to me, and we right. keep doing this. That's the second time it's happened in a Minnesota game. First mm -hmm. of all, why do weird things keep happening around the Timberwolves? Uh, You've now had two protesters. One glued themselves to the floor. The other chained themselves to the basket. Mm -hmm. And you, you won game one, which was – that might be the weirdest thing of all of it. <laughs> they didn't mean to. Classic Clay in our comments said, I should protest the McRib to be on the menu full time. I will mm. chain myself to a drive-through until they bring back the McRib. Well, apparently the protests work for the Taco Bell uh, pizza for the Mexican pizza. Yes, it apparently did. Apparently, it's coming back. It is. Finally, Taco Bell was like, "We are tired of taking our lumps on every radio show." That's because Taco Bell looked around and went, "Hey, what did we use to make that thing? Tortillas? Got them? Got em. Beef?" Got it. Cheese. I all can keep doing this. Yeah. It's all sitting on the line. Just rearrange it. Give the people what they want. Right. Plus, I maintain there's a red sauce on that that they don't put on anything else. That is just, okay, it's divine. Now, before the before the first incident happened in Minnesota where the woman glued herself to the floor, did you know that the owner of the team had a farm where they were gluing chickens to their perches so that they could lay more eggs? No, you didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. And and I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that. Well, I mean, it's, I, I'll be it's the outrage you, mob. It's all about, is, uh, you know, ginning up outrage. And I feel like this is what most sports fans did. When I found out that Glenn Taylor owned a chicken farm, my first response was, oh, yeah, Glenn Taylor, that's the guy that owns the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Because no I clue. do not care. I don't care. No. 
I don't care who the owner of this team is. Now, what he does, whatever. Mm-hmm. But doing this on uh, during an NBA playoff game, y- you just got to look around and go, I am, I am singing to the wrong audience here. Right, because we're here for basketball. We're mm-hmm. here for football. We're here for whatever. Whatever your protest cause is doesn't really hit home with the audience the way that you think it will. I do think in my day off tomorrow, I'm actually going to go to a public library and just start reciting mock drafts at people <laughs> and see how long it takes before I if somebody's receptive. Uh, no one will will be receptive. To oh, that. somebody will. There somebody ain't... will be like, Khalif Shakur to the, to, to the Eagles in the third round. You're a moron. How many football slash sports fans do you think actually go to libraries? Come on. Okay. I'm not saying anything. Let me adjust this a little bit. I'm going to go to the public library, and I'm going to do all of these things. And when I find that person, I'm going to go, now let me ask you a question. Have you never heard of Google? Right. No bang at your house? Ask Jeeves? Yahoo? <laughs> oh, we got a lot of ways to find this information. Ask Jeeves does not exist anymore, does it? Yeah, it was no. ball. I think it's Ask now. Ask. I have they they change these myopic com. things a lot. Yeah. I, I don't care enough to keep well, up with They it. had to change it because Jeeves was too sexist. I'm sure somebody chained themselves to an IBM computer because they were upset. That- At Sports Think ESPN. <laughs> Stop protesting at games, please. I mean, I mean, if you're it, actually, if you know you're what? Going keep pro- protesting. Protest how god awful these games have been. Right. Maybe you can get Adam Silver's attention, and we can stop doing seven game series throughout. If we could get everybody on board to sit out the first, you know, uh, the the first two games of a series, just to show that we don't care until it's a five-game series, then maybe that's a protest that might have some legs to it for sports fans. But until then, we don't care. We're here for the sports, and that's it. Which is why you're here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! It's just never a good idea. It's never a good idea. Nobody wants to see your wang or your underwear or whatever. Stop interrupting the sports with your antics, whether it be just streaking across the field or whether you're actually protesting something. Uh, there, There's a lot of talk in the comments. They really want you to do this mock on the street thing. I'll totally do it. I used to have to. So when I worked in the news department over at 570 WWNC, I used to have to go out every day and do man on the street interviews. 
and you would just I, I would take a list of questions for the topics of the day or of the week and I would just go up to random people and ask them what their thoughts were and then I'd come back and cut it up as a package now <laughs> I think we should do mullet on the street you should start taking your cell phone out with you wherever you go and just walk up to random people and and ask them stupid questions about sports <laughs> Stupid questions about sports or stupid questions about the draft? Because this could be or. really fun for the next Either or. You do it as a topical thing. Whatever the big thing is. Obviously, this Here's week would be question. the draft. Next week would be, you know, whatever. How many people could I get to ramble on about political candidate David Hardy, the edge rusher from Montana State? <laughs> because I think it's a lot. Oh, and you could phrase this in a way that, you know... Daniel Hardy did something really, uh, you know, uh, uh, controversial. What are your thoughts on what he did? And then they would just go off about it, having no clue. It's kind of like, uh, who who used to do that? Letterman used to do that, didn't he? Letterman did that. Leno. Leno was the one that used to do the quizzes on the street. Oh, yeah. And people, you know, what year, when was the War of 1812? Uh, 1932? I- <laughs> what team drafted Jamarcus Russell? The the chicago bulls nope that's not that is incorrect that is incorrect it was actually we were actually looking for the toronto raptors <laughs> that could be you know that could be a lot of fun it absolutely could mullet on the street that could be a fun thing I, i've got so many ideas coursing through my head at this point uh i guess we should mention congratulations to marcus smart becoming the first guard in the NBA to win the Defensive Player of the Year award since 1996. Gary Payton was the last one that did it. He also presented the award. Gary which Payton cool. was the one that told him he won it. Yeah, which is very, very cool. Because usually it's a big man that wins the award. I think it's a, I think it's only like a handful of times, like maybe 10 times in history, that somebody other than a center has won that award or a big guy. Well, I mean, the Offensive Player of the Year would be Kyrie Irving well yeah are you angry no why would I be angry at that okay and I knew that was gonna be your answer to that so here would be my question do you agree with the NBA finding him fifty thousand dollars I mean you kind of have to see I disagree I mean I disagree it's it's a PR thing one of the biggest problems the NBA have has there's no villains who's Mm -hmm. the bad guy in the NBA at this point LeBron he's sitting at home You had who do you just hate in the NBA playoffs? Russell Westbrook, also sitting at home. Oh, you said in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, the, the the people we are angry at team is doing a great job of playing golf right now. Yeah, there there's not. I one. mean, go through the teams in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, maybe yeah. if you're a if you're See, a Sixers I like Jimmy fan. Butler. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't. But that's it. I mean, who's angry at Luka Doncic? Luka Doncic is built like me. And just goes out there and hams it up. The one person that is really, and take the corona things or anything like that out, the one guy in these playoffs that is really, man, I can't stand that guy, is Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Between the flat earth thing, the it's every other weird idea he has. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes full double bird, and the, and the first thing the NBA, oh, we got to find him. Why? because they want to put that image out there like we're a family sport and we're a family environment and we don't want to have guys setting a bad example for the children 
You would accept that. All I can think that. of right now is Maud Flanders going, well, somebody please think of the children. Exactly. That's how they have to do it in the corporate world because there will be sponsors that get upset that they're not disciplining guys for for obscene gestures. Do me a favor. If you're one of those people that says that, go to your child's phone. Find if they have the app TikTok and then realize that you are yelling at the wrong thing. <laughs> Kyrie Irving must be held accountable for his attitude. No, I don't care. My favorite, I want a bad guy. Back in the day, my favorite wrestler was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean... Dude flipping birds, drinking beers in the middle of the ring, which he stole from the Sandman in ECW, but still, that's one of the reasons why I say really he's highly overrated. Are you really making a wrestling fight at the bottom of the hour? Oh, absolutely. You, you, you got upset with me when I said Stone Cold Steve Austin was one of the most overrated guys ever. He stole his gimmick, and he really didn't do anything super athletic after he was a Hollywood blonde. Where's the lie? You tell me where the lie is. It's time to get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, how's this, Jeremy? From wrestling to racing. I went to the Bristol Motor Speedway on Sunday night to see the dirt night race. And it was fun. But there are a lot of problems with the dirt race. Uh, one, nobody seems to understand the rules. Yeah, no, nobody understands the rules. I, how many times did I have to see after that race? Will they let Kyle Busch start out in the front after the rain delay? It's because the stage was over and everybody else pitted and he did not. That's kind of how that works. When you go back out on the track, if you had to pit, you get to go. You got to go back to the back of the uh, of the pack. Anyhow, Kyle Busch ends up winning a thr- a thrilling race at the end as. Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick were coming around to the finish. Briscoe tried to pull the slide move on him coming to the inside on the dirt, slid sideways, got into Reddick. They had such a large lead that Reddick almost turned it around and crossed the finish line first, but Kyle Busch came in and stole the win. And afterwards, everybody got upset with Kyle Busch because he said, well, we really backed into that one, didn't we? Yeah, he did. And has he been a huge critic of dirt racing? Absolutely. And he ain't alone, folks. There are some of the most popular drivers in NASCAR hate this event. First off, the cars are too damn heavy to be on the dirt. Uh, I was fine with it. 3,500-pound cars on the dirt. It doesn't really work out all that well. You have to do these stops every now and then because can't nobody see out of the front of their car. Or their car can't breathe because there's so much mud caked up on the grill of the car. That if you keep running it that way, it's gonna explode. I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go full Kanye West here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to bring up one of my great qualms with NASCAR, which I say about three times a year. Yeah, how can you not put headlights on the car? <laughs> the headlights aren't the problem. The headlights weren't the problem this time. Were. It's just something I want to complain about because it's stupid. <laughs> the car came equipped with headlights. You can't figure out how to keep the headlight on the car? It's very stupid to run in the mud, first off. Uh, it's stupid to run in the mud with a windshield because it gets pretty difficult to see. Now, there are ways that you could do this. There are ways that you could, you know, 
make the cars lighter, run on different tires. You take the windshields out so there's not that problem. Numerous things you could do. However, I think I found my favorite quote from, uh, you know, from Kyle Larson to Kevin Harvick to Kyle Busch, all of the, you know, a lot of the big names in NASCAR saying they don't like this event and it shouldn't be run this way. The great one, Richard Petty, who I got to see up close and personal at Bristol on Sunday, which was pretty cool, uh, says, look, we are, NASCAR is the professional racing circuit. It's the one that everybody tries to achieve to get to dirt tracks that's minor league stuff he said it's like taking a professional football team and going back to a high school field to do your games there's another sport that does this uh baseball exactly nascar do better and it was fun last year to watch it was too dusty this year it was too muddy you know what maybe the dirt race should just go away or you should stop being old man yelling at clouds and it should keep happening because it's the second race I've watched any of all year. <laughs> it got you interested. Okay. Uh, this goes in the category of maybe you should think about things before you say them. Do you know who welterweight fighter Manir Laziz is? No. He is a UFC fighter and he fought at UFC Vegas 51 over the weekend. Manier's disease? Is that what you said? No. Uh, he defeated uh, Andre Lusa. Okay. In a three-round, I think it's a split decision. But that's not why I'm telling this story. Why I'm telling this story is that Daniel Cormier was doing ringside, and he filled in the Joe Rogan role and went to discuss the bout afterward with Mr. Laziz, to which he said, I would love to thank my coaches and my brother, Daniel Kenahan. Without him, I would never be the man who I am today in my career at this point. Thanks a lot. Well, there's only one problem with that. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Daniel Kenahan is? Mm-mm. He's one of the most wanted men in America because he runs one of the most famous drug cartels in the world. Really? According to the New York Post, he is currently wanted for running one of the large, world's largest, biggest cartels, drug trafficking, money laundering, and an alleged gang war in Dublin and Spain that has resulted in 18-plus deaths. How did you not know that? How, before you said it, if you're this close with this person, how did you not know we were going to figure that out? I mean, you, you win a fight. Oh, it's a great time in your career. And then you thank El Chapo. Uh, and, and you just thought we were going to let that slide? Right. Just, okay. He didn't even make it to the back before they had already forced him to apologize. <laughs> he didn't even get to the media availability in the back, of which if you've ever been to an event like this, they literally walk out of the arena and go straight into the media tent mm-hmm. or the media room or whatever the case may be. Right. They don't even wipe sweat off half no, the time. No, usually they don't even stop the locker room. They just walk straight to do the interviews and go back. He didn't make it there because his first was, I've already made a statement about what I said in the ring. Right. It's when you know you did something wrong. Gosh. I have, I have already said it. I know. Let's move on. The NBA fining Kyrie Irving $50,000 for flipping off the fans in Boston. And I have no problem with it. I, I don't I, either, I agree. And I think it's really short-sighted. I agree with you that, you know, and, and Armchair Commentary said it in the comments, everything needs a heel. 100% it does. You need the heel to drive interest, to drive viewership, to drive whatever. You're not getting that with these NBA playoffs. The best the best sports ever is 
is when you have someone to love and someone to hate. Mm -hmm. The NFL got really popular when you had Tom Brady that you either collectively loved or hated. There's no one to hate. I mean, look up and down the bracket. There's no one to hate. Except for Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, I I guess. I I don't personally hate him. I mean, we agree on one thing. Hashtag birds aren't real. (laughs) And the earth is flat, right? Uh, I mean, you know, if you could stop saying that attached to birds aren't real, (laughs) that would be great because I really feel like you're hurting the movement for me. But, I mean, even look at what's coming in the next round. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so you got the the Suns are going to destroy the Pelicans. No doubt. Mavs, Mavs, Jazz, woo. Whoever wins, it's a small market team. I would wager it's going to be the Mavs because I feel like at some point Luka Doncic is going to come back and this ain't this ain't going to be close. I, I still maintain the next time a technical foul is rescinded, the, especially if it's with one game left in the season, the team should just go. No, it's fine. He was wrong. Right. You, because had he not played in that game, he would have been healthy, and they would probably be up 2-0. Mm-hmm. The, so basically, the matchups in the next round are going to be Suns, whoever wins the other series we just said. There's nobody to hate there. Mm-hmm. there there's no real rooting allegiance. I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch Phoenix, and they're going to destroy whoever they play. You'll have the Grizzlies and the Warriors, most likely. Yep. yep. Draymond would probably be the only controversial guy in that series. And even then, I mean, that'll be a vaguely fun series to watch, but half the country doesn't know who the Grizzlies players are. Mm-hmm. And you'll have Heat Sixers, and I would say Buck Celtics. The only series there that has any real heat is Heat Sixers. Well, obviously. That's, that's the, the only one. one of the teams. Do what? I said that's the name of, of one of the teams. So, you know. It's, it's the real. Do heat. you have your New Balances on over there? I you're do? not allowed to make jokes like that unless you're wearing your white New Balances. Oh no 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 no! I forgot. I don't wear New Balances. Like I got Nikes now. There's just nothing there. I mean, this is a problem that is what I've always said about playoffs. When you start adding things, I get that you want the inventory for television. There is oversaturation, mm-hmm. and this is oversaturated because nobody cares, and you're going to burn off all of the. You're going to have the Suns that sit at home for probably a week with just nothing to do waiting on the Jazz and the Mavericks to sort this out. Mm-hmm. And you, But you have that every year. And that's, that's my the point. For, that's the format problem that we have. And, and that's my point. I, I think Adam Silver is one of the smartest commissioners we've ever had in sports. I cannot figure out why he doesn't understand this. I can't. I, I don't get how this is so hard to comprehend. If there's it's no be urgency whatsoever, thing. first of all, bad teams are virtually never going to beat a better team in a four ga- four times in a seven game series. That's the reason you do this. Right. The only problem is that you're taking away from the television product. This is what the NFL understands to the highest extreme. I think the NHL understands this really well. The game is a television show. The, the in the in the arena and all those things. That's all well and good. If you're not getting eyeballs on your television product, mm-hmm. you're irrelevant. Have you noticed that hockey has just poured money into this ESPN deal? And I'm not saying this because we're on ESPN. I'm saying because I've actually watched it, and it's rather impressive. The aesthetic of the NHL is very impressive. The NBA looks exactly the same as it has for 20 years. Yeah, the NFL roughly. is very impressive. Yeah. Major League Baseball looks exactly as it has mm-hmm. for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the tie in there is what you were saying about NASCAR. 
oh, you should take away the dirt race. Why? Why in the world would you do that? It's a novelty. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Roval at Charlotte. Uh, I saw somebody, and I can't see it now, uh, somebody asked in the comments, what is amusing about cars going around in circles? There are a lot of people that feel that way. Of course So are. how do you change that? Put them on dirt. Put them on a big old weird road course that's built into the middle of a course. That's smart. That's mm-hmm. why your numbers are up, and baseball and the NBA have dwindled and dwindled and dwindled for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that is a sport that you can do that with. That you can have special races. You can, you can do have that. road courses. You can do you can things like that with every sport. You can't do that with baseball. I mean, the, the best thing the can. baseball has, or the, the 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 biggest gimmick that baseball has, is what when they had the Field of Dreams game. Yep, and that was. And I've said on this show that's the smartest thing they've done in fifty years, mm-hmm. easily, easily. If there's look, people's attention spans have come to absolutely nothing. There's a reason TikTok's popular, because you can consume all of something in 60 seconds. But the problem is that nobody seems to be steering into that. Yeah. The NBA is dragging this out. Oh, we have to add more playoff teams. It's fair. Who cares? Oh, but look at the number on that one game. Yeah, and look at the number on the series that that led into, Mm -hmm. which is a disaster. I would love to know that, and I'm surprised you didn't you didn't pull that stat, Mister uh, Mister TV ratings guy, of what the ratings are for these first and second games of these seven game series that mean practically nothing. I mean, are there upsets in the NBA playoffs from time to time, but not generally? Like I said, since 2003, at least in seven game series, we've had five upsets in those series it's more often than not you have the top four teams are going to just steamroll the other team and then they'll go into the next round and that'll be better basketball it doesn't get really good until you get to the conference finals and then of course the nba finals when you have the two best teams going at it there's no reason to sit here for you know for what could potentially be a seven-game series between the one seed and the eight seed. And I don't think that's ever happened. I don't know that we've ever had a seven-game series between the one seed and the eight seed. You did, just the Nuggets. Nuggets beat the Sonics in 95? Let's see, that was before seven-game series. That was, oh, yeah, that was, that was during five-game five game right. series. You're right. That was in a five-game series. Right. I'll never forget I'm, the Kimbe Matumbo holding I went, the ball. I went, I went through Arr! every year trying to find these, and I don't think I ran across one of them. Well, it's funny you mentioned the ratings to me because this is this is one of the things that was the impetus for me to want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. The NBA is celebrating its, oh, our opening weekend. It was the highest-rated opening weekend we've had in 11 years. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how overexposed you were in, in – in, Oh, we average 4 million viewers. That's up for you. You're comparing this to years where there were no fans in the crowd. The bubble year, where I literally would not have watched that if they were playing it in my backyard. Right. That's a win for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's absolutely preposterous to me that sports don't see this. I, I mean... I think they do, look, but we're they... an NFL centric show, and I don't think that's news to anybody. College football and and the NFL—that's what dominates the show. Mm-hmm. Why? Because more of you care about it, right? 
And I think the sports, it's, it's not that they don't see it. It's that there are other factors that they take into account. Like, there's, it, it, it's part of the deal with the owners. It's part of the deal of we have more potential for more gates. So that ups your ticket revenue. If you have a potential for, I don't know, four home games in a series, then just three home games in a series. And that... It, I don't dispute that that's the case at all. Mm -hmm. That's the most short-sighted stupidity you'll ever hear in your life. And I agree with that. What sport has fewer gates than any other? Football. Football, yeah. And it's not even close. Mm -hmm. Oh, but the stadiums are bigger. Do you really think they're they're getting to the same number of gates? Because they don't care. They care about the TV number. Think about this. Every sport is struggling financially off the coronavirus year. Mm-hmm. The NFL salary caps projected to go up $30 million last year. Mm-hmm. Or next year, excuse mm-hmm. me. Why? Because one of you is run smartly, and the rest of you are just circling the drain, trying to... I'll use my old example of the bathroom's on fire, and you're closing the refrigerator door. <laughs> oh, we gotta have the gates! Stop. Right. But that's I what, mean, it's the 30 of the, of the richest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're that short-sighted. Yeah, that one gate is really going to make or break your year. No, it's not. And then it just gives us something to complain about for the first week, week and a half, of what is supposed to be the most important time for your sport. I mean, the NBA, not just the NBA, for everything. The playoffs are supposed to be the ultimate. They're supposed to be the most important part of your year. And what do you have? You have, you know, uneven series where the best teams are beating the crap out of the worst teams. You got some 4-5, 3-6 matchups that are decent and might go a few more games. But for the most part... It's always, you know, the one seed sweeping the eight seed or a five-game series. Oh, I have an idea, and, and and I actually did think of this beforehand, so it's not like I just had a cathartic moment. Just a great idea, yeah. The one seed beats an eight by 20 two times in a row, series over. Done. Done. We'll give you actually a legitimate reason to watch it. But you can't do that because of tickets. I promise you, you can figure it out. Right. Eric Church just canceled a 100,000-seat arena (laughs) concert because of a basketball game. Mm -hmm. I think you can figure out how to go, hey, those tickets you had, those are good for the next series. Right. Uh, Speaking of Gates, did you see the the, the number for the USFL? I I didn't, and I'm terrified to ask. Uh, For the opening game, for the opening game, uh, is in, it higher or lower than the number I just said for the NBA? What? Oh, for their attendance? No, no, no. Oh, are you talking about attendance? Yeah, I'm talking about TV attendance. Rating? I'm not oh. talking about TV rating. Oh. No. Uh, well, well, they did come out with the number that uh, the first game, I think it was 3 million people. I think it was 3 million viewers for the first game, and that was including like digital streams and all of that was the total number. Was three million people. Well, I mean, it, no, I'm talking in about fairness, fans it's in the stands. Four million in the NBA. The US, so. the USFL is holding everything in Birmingham. They're doing it at the new UAB Stadium down there, and they 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 are only charging ten bucks, ten bucks a head to get into this thing, and they drew seventeen thousand five hundred people for the inaugural game. Which is, I, I'm not gonna lie, that's way better than I thought it was gonna right, be. Right, which is not bad. 
that's usually why they do these things in tiny stadiums. Well, you consider that uh, Birmingham has 200,000 people in it. 17, Which, for posterity's sake, makes it right about the same size as Asheville. Mm-hmm. 17,500 showed up for the inaugural game. They will not release the figures for the games that happened on Saturday. Well, you also got to, and Stephen Tao said this in the comments, this was also Easter Sunday. True. That's not going to help you, I promise you that. No, it's not, especially for a fledgling league that, see, that's the, that's just the thing that I don't understand about it. I mean, I understand cutting costs with the travel and everything of the teams. You don't have to go from Tampa to Michigan and all over the place for your first year. Fly Allegiant, you'll figure it out. It's it's it, it's a twenty seven dollar flight. Okay, figure it out. But this is but it's, it's not like you're chartering Learjets to fly these guys around. But it's not a destination event. No, I mean, but it's not gonna be. That's you asked me yesterday why I had so much more faith in the XFL than than, than I do in the USFL mm-hmm. because one of them fully gets this and one of them doesn't. How many people show up in the stadium is completely irrelevant. Give the seats away. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You could give away 40,000 tickets. You're in better shape than if the seats are empty. Right. I will. It's another thing. I'll never understand how you don't get this. Not you, just right. these leagues in general. Right. You care about the digital number. That is the only thing that matters. That is where the biggest money comes from. And, and that's the USFL's where they're trying to box out The Rock and, and Danny Garcia. It's, oh, we're owned by Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. That means absolutely nothing. They will cancel you in a heartbeat when those numbers start not lining up, and they're not going to. No, they're not going to. Did you see the story from the XFL this morning? No, oh, that they had had a meeting with all the agents. Yeah, the, the Rock basically went to the agents and went, hey, we're going to pay more, and all of these, we'll give you $75 to your $150 hotel room. We're not doing any of that. Well, okay, yeah, you have a shot of, of surviving. They don't. We got green on green picks of the night coming up tonight in the NBA right after this on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer and the good ones somehow a little better. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers, two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mills Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closers on Get them the money! And when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Hey, thanks, Utah. You just, okay, you're playing against nobody. It's Jalen Brunson and Maxie Cleaver. Man, it's hard to bet the NBA every day. <laughs> I got four picks for you in the NBA tonight, starting... The Phoenix Suns are a nine and a half point favorite tonight against the Pelicans. Well, that was a fun little story while it lasted. Not now. This is not even vaguely close. I don't think Vegas could have set this number high enough that I wouldn't take the Suns. The the discrepancy in talent is staggering. 
They have no shot of stopping the Suns. Give me the Suns minus nine and a half. Next, the Grizzlies are a six and a half point favorite against the Wolves at home. This is an overreaction to the Wolves winning game one. Look, there's the, the the way that game went, first of all, Memphis does have a bit of a problem that they only have one player that can really shoot threes and it's Desmond Kane. Outside of that, there's a lot of guys that don't shoot well from distance. I don't think it's going to matter. I, I think tonight it's going to get more grindy. You'll see the absolute deficit defensively with, with D'Angelo Russell and, and Carl Anthony Towns. I think the Grizzlies get it right tonight. Give me the Grizzlies, minus six and a half. Finally, the Miami Heater is seven and a half point favorite over the Hawks tonight. Over-under is 219. This is a difficult over-under solely because I do think the the Heat are going to absolutely slaughter them. The Hawks are just so bad defensively that when they play a team that's this good defensively, it's going to be ugly. This one's easy. Heat minus seven and a half over 219. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up. It's yours. You don't. I got no sympathy for you. And as always, take your wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. PhD weight loss is helping Jeremy and I get healthier, and I have lost darn near 60 pounds so far on the program. We've only been on it since Thanksgiving. Dropping 60 pounds in that amount of time has been amazing for me. And I still got more to go, and I can't wait for the next step. Well, I'm hoping that you bought new clothes as opposed to uh, continuing to wear other people's pants. Uh, for me, I've already gone to the buy a new wardrobe stage. I'm sleeping better, which has always been a problem for me. And it's all thanks to the convenient, healthy food of PhD weight loss. I have a giant bag of clothes that I have to take off to the uh, to the donate center because none of them fit anymore. I'm officially down to like four outfits, I think, that, uh, that actually fit. I'm going to have to get a new belt. They're, these are all great problems to have. You want to lose a lot of weight? You need to change your life? Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is ESPN Asheville. I am cheaper than oxygen, and he is a degenerate gambler. We are the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green, and welcome back into the Ingles studio. We're always brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. Not only can you hear us on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 but you're going to hear us and take us everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you get all of the alerts when we have extra content coming out. We've got these seven-round perfect mock drafts finishing out tonight. We've done all 32 teams, and we will have more Draftmas season content coming your way in the channel. Big board, the final mock draft that will be out next week, pick by pick. It's <laughs> Join us today for the happy hour at 5 o'clock as we will be doing the as-of-today mock draft. So if the draft were to be held 10 days early, this is how it would unfold. And I'm really comfortable with, with where it's at right now. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I could, I, I could put the old postage stamp on this one and send it in right now. Really? I don't think that much is going to change. 
Now, I've said that before. I'm not falling for the same thing I fell for last year. I had Trey Lance at three to San Francisco for four months. Right. Or three months, however long it was after they made that trade. And the day, I changed the day my mind the, the day of. And I'm still angry at myself 24 or 12 months later. 24. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was Ooh, weird. Been a long year. <laughs> it is indeed. We got the, uh, we will be covering every pick, all 263 picks of the draft live uh, here in the Ingalls studio and on the Sportsocracy YouTube channel. So be sure, uh, like I said, to subscribe to the channel and not only get the alerts when we have new content come out, but you can also get into the chat that way. Um, we will get into Jeremy's I Saw a Movie review coming up later on in the hour as he saw The Batman and was not impressed. Um, yeah, it's that I, long exasperate that sigh lasted for two hours and 52 minutes last night. That movie is almost three hours long. Okay, no movie should be that long. Is it really? No, it is two hours and 52 minutes. That is awful. Oh, that means I'm going to have to start it right when I get home if the kids want to watch it before they go to bed. Uh, it, it, save them the torture. It, it is not worth I it. I can't. They they are more into Batman than you are, I, I think, I, at this factually point. Factually inaccurate. Whew. They got every Batman toy for their birthday. It was unbelievable. Anyway, more about Batman coming up in just a little bit uh, as Jeremy did see a movie and who's shocked he said it sucks. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about tanking in the NFL because Jeremy says there are there are several teams who should just not even go through the motions uh, of the uh, uh, of the NFL draft, I guess. just Just cash it in now and try your luck next year. And that's not the point. The, the the gist of this was you, you got Hugh Jackson that's talking about tanking in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I, I, here's the thing that's really funny to me when we talk about tanking. You do remember how bad that team was, right? Oh, they were awful. It's not tanking when you're terrible. Right. Like Hugh Jackson said, uh, the, you know, uh, first it was what Brian Flores saying that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars for every loss with the Miami Dolphins, and then Hugh Jackson comes out and says, "Yeah, I had a similar deal." Well, yeah, you did because you only won five games in three years because the roster was horrible. Mm -hmm. And now to add to this, I officially believe Ben McAdoo might be the smartest person in Charlotte, not in the city, but in the Panthers facility. Oh, when he said he spoke too soon about Sam Darnold? Uh, no, he reiterated it today and said, yeah, as of right – I believe the exact phrase was, with the, the tenor in the building right now, Sam's our starter. And he should be. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And he should be. He also said that was one of the reasons he took this job. Which David Tepper, I'm sure, heard that and went, Darnold just won't stop getting me. Like, every time I turn around, something else bad happens because of Sam Darnold. Well, one of the reasons that he took the job was because he knew that Matt Rule was going to get fired and that if he did an okay job this year, he might get that job. Where this, at least where it came from in my own mind, mm -hmm. there are a slew of teams in the NFL, Seattle is one, that if you play this wisely, you can build yourself for the future. But this idea that tanking doesn't happen, first of all, is the most put your fingers in your ears and act, and sing show tunes thing I've ever seen in my life. There are a handful of teams that know they have absolutely no shot. Right. I, and I, to me, it's eight. Okay. And it's most of the ones in the top ten. Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston, yeah. Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, New York Jets, New York Giants, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks. 
Those teams know there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Short of Clark Kent walking in the door and becoming our starting tailback, you have no shot. So why do you keep kicking the can down the road? I don't understand this. Because right now, one of the hottest names in this draft is Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. If you're not looking for today, that makes absolutely no sense. He's one of the, I would say, of all the quarterbacks in this draft, him and Kenny Pickett are probably the two that would come in and be the best right away. Okay. Even better than Sam Howell. Because I think there is development in Howell. Mm-hmm. You got to realize, Ham, uh, Howell was doing a lot of, I have to play a certain way for us to be competitive at Carolina, and it stunted his growth a little bit. Of which I feel like that's people looking at a situation and not understanding the context of the situation. Sam Howell, a name you will see in our as of today mock draft in the happy hour of this year program. But with all of the heat on Desmond Ritter, and a lot of it is to one team that their mascot's a big sea chicken, none of that makes any sense to me. What, taking a quarterback early? Well, they're not going to take him at nine. I mean, there's a reason Seattle has been the hottest team to trade down. But why? What is the point of, all right, so you bring in Desmond Ritter. And I can tie this into Carolina with you bring in Kenny Pickett. Where do you go from there? Like, what's the next step? It's not like these are saving moves. Sometimes you just have to look at your roster and go, we're a year away, or we're a year away from being a year away. The Detroit Lions did that famously well. mm -hmm. But when you draft a quarterback, you're not drafting him just for his rookie season. Oh, you would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, There's been a slew of them over the last 10 years. And I've mocked every single one of them. Every one of them. Christian Ponder. I I, I almost want to call this Christian Ponder syndrome. Because nobody with an IQ above salad dressing looked at him and went, oh, yeah, he's going to be a great starting quarterback in this league. No, absolutely But he was a finished product. Mm -hmm. He'd played a ton of games at Florida State, and people overlooked the fact he had a weak arm, and he had had just an absolute talent surplus in the ACC because that was back before Clemson was year in, year out, national power. Right. Nobody could contend with them. And I'm looking at Kenny Pickett doing the same thing. I'm looking at Desmond Ritter doing the same thing. are you just poking yourself in the eyes looking at them going nope can't see it can't see all of the gross deficiencies here because you're afraid that you're going to be seen as tanking why do you not just embrace that yeah it's bad but people won't buy tickets who cares of course they will who cares even if they don't even if they don't buy tickets do you think shod khan is in danger of going bankrupt no now, some of his money's made off a ridiculous uh, wrestling promotion, but I should tell you everything you need to know about Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's just an overrated idea of we've got to keep the fan base energized. You know what keeps the, the fan base energized? Winning. You're not going to do that one way or the other. That, that ideal that we have to, uh, Carolina, we have to draft a quarterback to keep the fans interested. What, what do you think you're going to have? You'll have tumbleweeds going down the 40-yard line? No, the, the ones that care will still go. And when you're competitive again, you'll be able to fill the stadium. Mm-hmm. But until you're competitive, none of it matters. Because here's how this would go. And, and I fully believe this is why Ben McAdoo said this out loud. And then it was a, hey, shut up. We're, we're trying to trade down, remember? Right. Uh, we really don't want to tip off that we don't want one of these quarterbacks. 
And if we do, we certainly don't want him at six. Mm -hmm. You bring in Kenny Pickett. He starts week one. The fan base, oh, he's new. It's the new toy. By week four, that tumbleweed's going to be at the 40-yard line again. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to get scattered, smothered, and covered. How's that any different than where you are right now? Seattle, you've got Drew Locke, who Pete Carroll just absolutely wants to tell you he wildly believes in. Okay, Pete, either A, you're lying to me, or B, uh, you are much dumber than I thought you were. If you believe in Drew Locke right now, that's like saying you believe in Sasquatch. Why has nobody ever seen it? Right. Teams get saddled with this whole tanking thing, and it looks bad, and it sounds bad. Like, tanking is meant to be, oh, we're losing on purpose to have a better draft position. But if you go out on a limb and you draft a quarterback, it's going to have the tanking effect. You can have you can be better than you were without taking that quarterback. The I, Seattle- just, I just don't understand where the, this negative connotation on tanking came from. And it's happened in the last two years. Because you play to win the game. Mm, but you didn't. Suck for luck, tank for Tua, tank for Trevor. I, I mean, we did this very loudly for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So now why is this such a bad thing? Why is this such a bad thing? Oh, they paid me to lose games. Well, you should, frankly, you should cash that check and thank them. But I'm not going to get another uh, chance. Well, you would have. You did interview for other jobs, mm-hmm. looking at Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson, you've been in the league for 400 years. I mean, I think we know what you are. Right. We've the seen the you reason do this he twice. didn't get another job was not because of what happened in Cleveland. Anybody in the league, and I'll be honest with you, I've talked to people in the league that have said this. The problem with Hugh was not what happened in Cleveland. It's how he handled it. But he just seemed to spiral out of control. And he had problems with coordinators. He couldn't build a staff. Mm-hmm. So why is this such a negative? Think about every great team right now. Name the great teams in the NFL. Oh, you got the Green Bay Packers. You got the uh, well. They've had the same quarterback for twenty years. Yeah. So that's you got the Ravens. You've got the uh, Ravens the were bad at a time. Mm-hmm. The it's been Chiefs, a long time ago. Chiefs were bad before Andy Reid got were bad down. For a while. The Ravens were or the the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. were horrible. Oh yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals were horrible. I, I look at the NFL. It's it's like a, 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 an NFL franchise is a lot like a child. It has to crawl before it walks. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of these teams really mess themselves up is they're still in the crawling stage and they start trying to walk. Do you remember when your children learned to walk? Oh, yeah. There there was a lot of bruises. Hilarity. You said hilarity wrong. There was a lot of, oh, (laughs) uh, you fell on your tuchus. Right. I've always said that's why diapers over a certain size are very padded. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a whole lot of falling on your tuchus. (laughs) But I just look at this and go, this is so easy. As I went through this mock draft that we'll be putting out this afternoon, mm-hmm. there were n- the two easiest teams to draft for in this league. Who would you say they were? The easiest In this teams? draft, knowing everything you've heard me say, who are the two easiest teams to go, this is what you should do? And I know it's out there. God, I would think that it would be the Giants. Nope. No? Giants have too many decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can boo-boo kitty one of these picks real easily. Okay, uh, and his name is Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Either not taking him or actually taking him. Your Jets, your Jets. You find that very easy to draft for them? Uh, no, but I, 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 
I did, but it's only because I've been specifically told this is exactly how this is going to go. You can embrace it or you could learn to live with it right. or you just be unpleasantly surprised on draft night. Right. Totally up to you. Who are they? Who are the easiest to draft? It's the Atlanta for? Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Because you can go into next year and go 4-13 and 13 and nobody will care. Mm-hmm. Not one person will care. Agreed. And you have a pick in the top 10, both of you, Falcons at 8, Seahawks at 9. The one way you can screw this up is to make that pick. It's the only way. There are teams that want to trade up for a litany of guys. One of them is Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, Garrett Wilson. And one of them is Drake London. There are three teams that are in the exact same position. It's the Washington Commanders, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Seattle Seahawks. There's one of them that I know definitively is going to make their selection. And that's the one. That's the only one I'm scared of. That's the only one I'm scared you're going you're to get this wrong, and you'll probably get the best player. But if you're Seattle, trade back. Get more players. Build for the few. There is no shot you're better than the third best team in your own division. True. If everything went perfectly well and Drew Locke was what Pete Carroll is lying to us and saying he thinks he is, okay, maybe you're better than the Cardinals. I don't buy it. Maybe you're better than the 49ers if Trey Lance comes in as just a disaster. That's at best. Best case scenario. Falcons, best case scenario, you win five games. If you take Malik Willis at eight and he comes in and is Lamar Jackson times three, he's Lamar Jackson with a better arm, you're still going to go five and 12 Mm -hmm. because you still couldn't stop a nosebleed. So how do you fix that? Be like the Lions. The Lions hold so many cards in this draft because they have access to the best player universally thought to be Aiden Hutchison because he's going to be there too. Right. (laughs) Because Trayvon Walker's going to kill one. (laughs) And then you have the last pick in the first round, which is the gateway to the fifth-year option on one of these quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. If Detroit's not sold on a quarterback, trade out. But we can't get the same value the Jimmy Johnson chart says we could. And? If that works out, do you think anybody will remember that? No. Do you remember the value chart calculation on the Matthew Stafford deal? No. No. You know why? Because the Rams won a Super Bowl. Winning cures a lot of ills. And this narrative that tanking is such a bad thing, I can't figure out where it came from, and I can't for the life of me figure out why people don't understand this. Well, to me, tanking, it it means a team that could win, but we're not going to. But there's one great big thing about that that people seem to forget. Mm -hmm. Do you really think the players are going out there and just going, nope, throw in the dirt? No. Right. Tanking means you're not good enough to beat a team on an average day. Mm -hmm. That's into the roster construction. Once you get on the field, it's not like they're throwing passes behind their head. You're still competing. You're just not any good. Right. I've always hated the term tanking. Not because it's a play on my name, but because you're bad anyway. The teams that are tanking, like the Miami Dolphins, when the whole tanking for Tua thing was going on, they were bad anyway. Yeah, and then they were too good and wound up with Tua instead of Justin Herbert or Joe True. Burrow. You think they, if they could go back and do that again? Right. The Charlotte Bobcats. You remember when the, that was the talk? Oh, the Bobcats are tanking. No, they suck on ice. That's what's wrong with this team. They won 17 games in an NBA season. It was the worst season we had ever seen. Go ahead and lose. Get all those ping pong balls. I don't care. I have always said the the, the problem with tanking is people look at it the wrong way. These teams that are tanking, 
their inability to win is the same as my inability to get a date with Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> it's not because I don't want to. Right. It's because I don't have the ability. Because the talent's not there. Right. The one good part of the Batman, by the way. Zoe Kravitz. Just throwing that out there. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Well, we already know what the best part of the Batman was. Coming up next, Jeremy's going to tell us what the worst parts. I guess we have to go multiple parts. Virtually everything else. Of the Batman is because Jeremy saw a movie. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones somehow a little better. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers. Two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal. Two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Jeremy saw a movie. I have no idea where this music came from. I, I just I found it. I found it in the system, and I was like, oh, oh well, let's let's do this. Uh, Jeremy, it, that, saw, that was odd. Jeremy saw the Batman, and as a guy who loves everything Batman, I mean, we had a Batmobile in this studio yeah, for the longest in, it's time. It's back in the office. Uh, he has a 20 pound watch that is Batman themed. Mm-hmm. He has, I'm sure he has underoos that are Batman themed, but oh, stop. I did, you we didn't it. need the com- confirmation. You I said mean, it, not me. stop that. All right. So tell us about the Batman starring apparently Zoe Kravitz. And, no, 100%. Uh, she and, was fantastic as, as Catwoman and Selena sparkly Kyle. vampire Robert Pattinson. Now, he was terrible. Uh, the first thing I have to comment. I really hope you have surround sound because if you don't, this is going to be the most maddening movie ever because whoever was in charge of sound Mm -hmm. didn't realize that Robert Pattinson talking like this and (laughs) a very discrepant noise. I literally about blew my eardrums out four or five different times. Really? The audio, the, 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 the dialogue is ridiculously quiet. And then right after that, things just explode. Right. A- and you feel the heat come off your television like, whoa. <laughs> is, wait, is Robert Pattinson's Batman voice better than Christian Bale? Oh, not even. He's not even the ballpark. Well, Christian Bale was horrible. Uh, so. You're wrong. Christian Bale's was great. Stop. Where it. are they? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually kind of enjoyed that personally. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Show me where the drugs are going. So the the only way I can really, I'm trying to say this in an, in the nicest way humanly possible because oh. I, it's been a good day. I feel good. Robert Pattinson's Batman can best be described as if 
if Bruce Wayne was really into My Chemical Romance or so he's like Fallout an emo. Boy, like or, or or Jimmy Eat World or The Used or Taking Back Sunday, that's all the emo bands I know. <laughs> okay, that's the best way I can explain this. It was the most morose Batman movie I've ever seen. Like self-deprecating and just I hate myself and uh-huh. and I wear a cape and I'm and I and I beat people up. Well, Batman was he always also supposed gets to shot about nine hundred times. There are targets on police firing ranges that have not been hit as many times as he was and it just bounces off it like when was batman ever bulletproof like that's never been a thing has it not i thought it no. always has been no and, it, and, and there was this weird part where he's like oh I, i'm terrified of heights do what yeah there's a part where he's scared of heights so he puts on a squirrel suit and turns into a flying squirrel <laughs> and he jumps off a building like wee. Yeah, because that's not terrifying. And then proceeds to get ridiculously badly hurt. (laughs) But it's just, the whole plot was just horrid. The the Riddler, ah, you know, what's it, Paul Dano? Isn't that his name? Don't know. I think it's his name, Paul Dano. He was, he was good. He was a dweeby little Riddler, too. But it's not like cartoony Riddler. No, this is not, it's Jim, not like Carrey. Jim Carrey. No, yeah. this is not Jim Carrey, just super eccentric and over the top. With the green tights and everything. Yeah, no, yeah. this is like he wore a costume, but there was a mask and it was it was very it was dark. dark. Yeah. It's just, like the movie was two hours and fifty three minutes. You could have wrapped this up in eighty minutes and had no issue. Then I found out there was a Joker appearance that was in the deleted scenes, and I went you're telling me we couldn't have deleted something else to get that in there? <laughs> that was the best scene in the whole movie. Oh, the Joker's in it? Uh, not in the movie itself. You have to see him in the deleted scenes. That guy. Oh, shoe buddy. I, to hit that creepy of a Joker interpretation? Wait, w- better or worse or I, well, nothing's ever different? Gonna, nothing's ever going to touch Heath Ledger, but... It's definitely different. Okay. Like, there's a lot of scarring on his head. It's very it's very bizarre. Hmm. Okay. You can see it in the deleted scenes. All right. It's just the whole plot just meanders on and on and on. So it's Riddler and Catwoman, right? Uh, and the and, Penguin. And Colin Farrell plays the Penguin. Yeah. And he is not in this nearly as much as you would like him to be. Oh. He was phenomenal for the 11 minutes that he really was in the movie. Huh. How was the new Commissioner Gordon? I love uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Oh, he's phenomenal. Okay. He was great. He was another one, though, that played into that audio problem. Because you got Robert Pattinson and Jeffrey Wright, who both talk like this. Right. And then something explodes behind them, and so does your eardrum. The only problem is Jeffrey Wright normally talks like that. And Robert Pattinson, I'm just... The vampire became a bat. I'm so out on that. Uh, I, I just, I. He also kept a diary. Like, Batman keeps a diary. And I'm like, you're really playing into this emo Batman thing. Like, I mean, just uh, honestly. Oh, it was so disappointing. I don't like it. I don't like touchy-feely Batman. John Turturro was really good as Carmine Falcone. Uh, Jeffrey Wright was really good. Colin, F- Frankly, every actor in it was cast well. Except, except for, Robert Pattinson, yeah, yeah. who was as bad as I could possibly have ever imagined him to be. Okay, Robert Pattinson, better or worse than Ben Affleck as Batman? 
that tells me everything I need to know. That's like saying, do you want me to hit you in the mm-hmm. in the in the crotch with a nine iron or hit you in the head with a wiffle ball bat? Like it's six one one half dozen the other. I, I and, and honestly, and if that's a question for you, I got questions because it's definitely wiffle ball bat to the head every time. Well, yeah, but yeah, you're, that, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on, Ben Affleck. Look, I didn't I didn't love Ben Affleck by any stretch. Yeah, but it was just it was more complete. The the Pattinson thing was, I mean, it was. I I don't think I'm even explaining how bad this was. So what you're saying is, and, 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 I'll, and I'll be honest with you, the other deleted scene where he went to a Panic at the Disco concert, I'm really sad they they took that out too because that would tie the whole thing together. <laughs> so what you're saying is, Adam West continues to be the best Batman. Uh, you said Michael Keaton wrong, but okay. It's time to get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas. <laughs> There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I I, I have two stories that I want to tell. First, the, the, the first one to me is kind of hilarious. So there is, a, there is a man who lived in Kentucky, and he worked at a place called Gravity Diagnostics. And... He has successfully sued and gotten a judgment in his favor for $450,000 after his employer threw him a surprise birthday party at lunch. Excuse me? Yep. Uh, So apparently this guy, his name is uh, Kevin Burling, and Kevin Burling has uh, an anxiety problem. And his birthday was coming up, and he told his boss, do not throw me a birthday party or do anything because they do this for everybody in the office. Every it, you know, When it's somebody's birthday, they have lunch and they have a cake and all that kind of thing. Like, very office spacey. Uh, so he said, don't do this because I'm going to have a panic attack. Well, birthday comes. He shows up in the break room at lunchtime and, hey, surprise! And guess what happened? He had a panic attack. He had a panic attack and went outside. He got very angry, went outside, finished his lunch, and then he apparently sent a very long text message to his boss ripping him for doing the thing that he did not want him to do. Then the next day he showed up to work and they had to have a meeting with HR and they fired him, to which caused another panic attack. And now he is successful, su- successfully sued Gravity Diagnostics for $450,000 for causing him panic attacks. Now, this story is funny to me because it's crimes and it's dumb criminals, and I love dumb criminals. In Memphis, Tennessee, uh, there is a woman who, well, she was coming across the I-55 bridge, 54-year-old woman, and she ran out of gas. Happens to everybody from time to time. Well, she left the car. And while she was gone, I guess to go fetch gas, somebody else hit her car. So she was right on the uh, on the bridge, but over the Mississippi River between uh, Arkansas and Tennessee. And apparently, what's legal in Arkansas is not legal in Tennessee. Who knew? Because in their in her car, they found. 229 pounds of marijuana in cardboard boxes and a duffel bag. Also, a liquid substance was in her car. They don't say what that was. I'm guessing it was probably some kind of a THC oil or something. 
$17,800 in cash wrapped in rubber bands and a ledger. Um, yeah, that's crimes. That's federal crimes. And the funny part is when the cops call, they found out whose car it was because nobody returned after to the scene of the, of the accident. They called her and said, Hey, we found your car. And she said, don't look inside of it. If you tell the cops not to look inside your car, what are they going to do? Look inside your car. They're going to look inside your car. And yeah, she had giant cardboard boxes filled with 229 pounds of, quote, raw marijuana. That's how the cops put it. Uh, that, you know, it's legal in Arkansas for dispensaries to have cannabis. Not legal in Tennessee, which means she is facing major, major crimes. I'm going to try to tell my story without laughing. Because it ties into a joke that I told on stage for many, many years. I have always wondered why there is a share button on some things you find on the interwebs. Well, Quebec's Ministry of Health and Social Services found that out the hard way earlier this week. Apparently, they were trying to tweet out a link to the their their current covid 19 portal has information about vaccinations and and current statutes in the country and on and on and on well i don't know which way this happened i have seen the post and i can tell you it wasn't a typo they tweet this out they share the link and the post sits up for 30 minutes the only problem is that the link does not go to the COVID-19 Canadian portal. It goes to an adult site. Of course it does. That is odd. It's, how do, how it's, do you do this? It's, mm-hmm. It stayed up for 30 minutes. It was viewed over 100,000 times. Wow. The comments are hilarious. How does that happen in the government of a country? And it is all right. It's a province. How do you do that and no one notice it for half an hour? Like, man, there's a lot of weird comments on this uh, social media post. Why are all these people worried about what happens to their feet? Uh, that's, that's bizarre. <laughs> so this was RexRyan.com? Uh, I'm sorry. Pretty much. Yep, that's... Uh, that shit is how I should have... <laughs> that's how I should have said this. I I did that wrong, and I apologize. Wow. Okay. I will never, for the life of me, understand how you do that wrong. Mm-mm. Like it would be one thing if it was like one one letter off, not or even on the something. same website, right? Website names not even close to each other, right? You would have had to have messed up a lot of letters at the same time mm-hmm. in a very specific order. Wow, it's hard to find good editors these days. I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, all right, so. Jeremy, what what is the latest on the Tom Brady Miami saga? Well, according to Tampa and, and and Jason Light, and they're just completely ignoring the rumors. Well, of course, I think there's something to this. What? So Tom's on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. It's very odd to me that he's not looking for any kind of security further down the line. Not because he's 800 years old. Has that stopped him yet? He's been 800 years old. He's been 800 years old for five years. He's already retired once. Mm -hmm. And he said yesterday, 
I know my 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 days are numbered. He he also said he could see himself playing until he's fifty. He did. He's not fifty. I have learned something with rumors like this. When they just won't go away, mm-hmm. there's a reason. And I couldn't tell you it could be leverage. That he could be trying to leverage Tampa Bay into giving him a deal that would keep him under contract until you know his uh, the heart's desires to finally eradicate himself. Mm-hmm. Or he could be serious. He could be serious looking at Miami, going, you know what, their pieces are better than ours. You take quarterback out, Miami's better than we are. There's yeah. also something very bizarre with this Todd Bowles hiring. That's gotten really loud over the last few days. Just, there's a lot of people in Billy that do not understand how Todd Bowles got this job. I don't need, I don't understand how he got this job. Well, the the latest report is basically that Bruce Arians had <laughs> talking about the kerfuffle mm-hmm. between Tom and Bruce. Mm-hmm. And, and the inside source basically said, why would Tom have any problem with Bruce Arians? Not like he did anything. The way they made it sound is Bruce didn't really have a role. He was just the figurehead that they trotted out at press conferences. Byron Leftwich did the ran the offense. Todd Bowles ran the defense, and Bruce would come in on Friday and approve everything mm-hmm. and call the plays. That's really all he did. Or stand in the way of the original game plan. That that was a big complaint by Byron and by Tom of allegedly. Bruce would yeah allegedly Bruce would come in and blow up their game plan that they had built all week. So it's just it's weird to me when you keep having to say these things. I mean, and how many rumors have we seen come and go in the NFL that were never acknowledged by a team? Mm-hmm. The fact Jason Light felt the urge to talk about this means there's more to this than you think. But it's not like he's bringing it up in conversation. He's being asked about it. He said, "Has yeah." It, but how often do you see the GM of an NFL team get asked the question? And they just go, ah, "We're not talking about that." On to the next one. Yeah. Well, you can only be asked that question so many times before well, you have to true. say there have been no quite, no discussions. Tom was asked about leaving New England about 9,000 times before he left. Mm-hmm. In, in the final year, when, when the contract was up, he was asked that question probably, I, I would wager, 500 times. And he just, nope, not talking about it. Off-season problem, on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, this story has gotten very comp- – it's very weird that – uh, was he going to be a minority owner or was he going to be the quarterback nobody seems to know uh, was it him and sean payton trying to trying to go together well and that's the thing that makes this make sense because sean payton was not if sean payton was going to take another job he would have done it i'd agree and there would have been a lot that went into that next year may not be so much to that mm-hmm. but even that doesn't make sense in miami why would mike mcdaniel take this job if there was any thought of that exactly it's just a bizarre story. It Usually is you story. can you can look at these things and narrow them down and go, this is who wanted you to know that. I, I got nothing. It couldn't be Tom. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Tom doesn't want to have to answer this all year long. Certainly not Tampa Bay. No. I, I wouldn't think that it would be the Miami Dolphins. That's what I was about to say. I would think for Miami, this is where it's the loudest. The Miami Dolphins right now should be – you know focusing on the only thing they want you to talk about is mike mcdaniel's in town look at all the guys that we have added look at the look at the holes that we have filled on this team we've got tyreek hill now we've got all of these things going on now before all of that happened 
that's when it made sense. Well, you should also be uh, doing what sports freak Brian Hall did to us earlier. Look at Tua talking about those passing shorts to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? He got so excited. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell had the greatest workout I've ever seen in a pair of shorts. I think it's going to be fine. They will. They will be a. Uh, they will be a playoff threat this year. And if Tom's time comes up with Tampa and he wants to have another day with Miami, I'm okay with that. I don't care. It's just a very wild story that, that nobody will put it to bed. Things and I don't like know this why. usually get buried. I mean, they die on their shield mm-hmm. quite often. Right. That doesn't seem to be happening here. And the only thing I can think about is that it's Tom Brady and there's nothing else to talk about with Tom right now. I mean, other than the fact he's 9,000 years old. I was going to say, he might be trying to get you to talk about the match. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. Now what, Tom? We can't talk about Rob Gronkowski because Rob is just up in the air whether or not he's going to come back. The only drama that exists right now is who did Tom really try to go to Miami? Does he still want to go to Miami? It doesn't matter. He's under contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he ain't going nowhere for a year. And that's fine. Because that'll be the end of his deal. I'm just Move seeing. On. I'm just seeing it in the offing, going, "Oh, we're gonna have to do this for another offseason. <laughs> we're gonna have to do this for another year." And who knows? Maybe. Uh, I don't think there's anything Tom can do to put it to bed, because now he's left the door open. Now he's already retired, and he's come back. And now, if he retires and he goes through this whole season of the the rocking chair tour. We're going to have to deal with this again next year because nobody's going to believe him. Nobody wants to believe that Tom Brady's actually done. I want to believe it. You want to. I want to believe it so bad I can't stand it. You want it to happen. But do you really? Because as you said earlier in the program, Jeremy, everything needs a heal. Uh, It's fine. I'll find somebody else to hate. I I just want to hate anybody but him. Tom Brady is the number one heel in the NFL. Yep, I just want to hate anybody else. I, I don't care who it is. I I can find somebody to hate. I am I am so done. I thought this was over, and yet somehow he just won't go away. Mm-hmm. And now you have Josh Allen, and he's going to make you hate him. No, I don't, I don't think I'll ever hate Josh Allen. Okay, I was, I let was him. Too, I was way too right on Josh. I Allen was going to say let him. him win twelve division championships, and then you're going to hate him. You'd be like, oh, I loved him so much, but now I'm just tired of him winning all the time. Yeah, I don't know that that's ever going to happen. Hey, you got to understand, I'm a Jets fan. Ask anybody that pulls for New York-based teams, we need something to be angry at. Other than your own team, obviously. Uh, no, our, that's what I'm saying. Our own team does that 95% of the time. Right. The problem with Brady is that we were actually good for about six years of it. We just weren't them good baker mayfield did not show up to um to, to the the off-season program today <sighs> who's shocked i love that they have to throw in the story too oh he's rehabbing his shoulder no nobody wants him in the building and i'm i would have loved to have seen the look on baker mayfield's face when he saw the official post from the cleveland browns on twitter that said qb1 in the house and you know baker i mean he just he he probably threw his phone. I really and I love that. I, there is nothing that I want to imagine more than there being a stapler in Baker Mayfield's locker that somebody could steal 
and then leave him a note asking to move his locker to the basement. <laughs> Just go full Milton from office space, like, we're going to move your office. Into he the will basement. never step foot back in that building. No. No. No, he He's won't. He's not going to have the opportunity to move to the JV locker room. He's never oh, coming. He, oh, that's that is that's become like ugly breakup that's ugly breakup we're now you still live together for the time being now one of you has moved in the new spouse and you're passing each other in the halls every day like oh, i hate you so much <laughs> now you they they have officially kicked baker mayfield to the curb there is no oh he's missing this because because he's injured no he's not going to show up because they told him do not come back in this building. Yeah, ironic. This is the the, the Deshaun Watson treatment from Houston. Mm-mm. Do do not come here. We don't care where you go. Just don't come here. The only one that w- the only story that I will accept he's recovering from injury right now, and that's why he's not showing up is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo recovering from shoulder surgery. He's not there at Forty ers camp either. They're off-season. I know it's not officially the camp. It's off-season workouts. He's not there either, but I'll accept that for him, not for Baker Mayfield, because hopefully he will be gone fairly soon, and I hope, and Carolina Panthers fans have to hope that he ain't coming here. All right, it's time to put five on it, Jeremy. NBA picks tonight. More winners. I was doing so well last night and until I didn't. It was a five dollar loss last night because we split, so we lost the we lost the juice. Oh. I got three picks for you tonight in the NBA. First, I got twenty five on it. The Memphis Grizzlies are a six point favorite against the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Look, I, I, at some point, the talent has to take over. The fact that Minnesota can't play dead in the Western on the road, the fact that Minnesota is absolutely horrific defensively, this has to get you at some point. I'm not crazy confident that it's tonight. I do think Memphis is going to win, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to win and they're going to cover by quite some bit. Give me the Grizzlies, minus six. I got 25 on it. Next, I got 50 on it. New Orleans and Phoenix, 221 and a half. That's that low because Vegas fully believes that Phoenix is going to scatter, smother, cover, dice, and chunk them. And I agree, but I don't think it's enough to keep this from hitting the over. I could see Phoenix winning tonight something like 132 to 101. Just a gross demolition of an NBA game. I got 50 on it over 221 and a half. Finally, I got 50 on the Miami Heat minus seven against the Atlanta Hawks. At some point when there is this huge of a discrepancy between defensive talent, you're going to see a game that the final score is gross. I mean, 40-point loss, I could easily see that being tonight i got the heat 50 on it minus seven and a half 40 points oh i think they're going to slaughter them can't tell you it's gonna be tonight i think it's tonight makes more sense that it happened atlanta's so bad on the road Mm -hmm. i mean they are horrid on the road and you catch this in miami you already had the ugliness of game one maybe you come in flat maybe trey young's off any one thing can turn this into a laugher in a hurry. You take all those wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to uh, $2,500. Betus.com, promo code 
sportsocracy. Jeremy saw the Batman, and that made him mad. Is there anything in the sports world that can make you more mad than that? Not more mad. I waited for a year on that movie, and it was so bad. (laughs) But I'm still angry. That'll be coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese Whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Dirty Turkish Archibald Flack! I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Turkish Archibald Flack! Let the hate flow through you. You know, I really like Toronto Raptors head coach Nick Nurse, but man, he's making it harder and harder to like him by the day. After last night's 15-point destruction that was nowhere near as close as that score insinuates, he again complained about officials, which led to Joel Embiid to say, I told him, man, you're a great coach, but respectfully, will you please shut up? Mm-hmm. When you triple-team a guy because you have absolutely no one that can stop him because you don't have a player on your roster that's taller than 6'9", what did you think was going to happen? You put three guys on the MVP. Yeah, they're going to get in foul trouble. Probably pretty quickly. It's very obvious that Toronto has absolutely no shot in this. Just, okay, get away from the officials. There are times that you can complain about that. This series is not one of them. You're overmatched. It's obvious. Nobody's going to hold it against you. But what I will hold against you is just making every post-game news conference about, oh, the officials don't want us to win. No, you know what doesn't want you to win? The fact that you don't have a player that could touch Joel Embiid. I'm mad. Ugh. The Toronto Raptors, they're going to go home very, very quickly. Four games. Philly will go to Toronto and beat them twice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care where you play this game. The sheer fact that you can't touch him is is not going to change with venue. It's ugly. It's It's been an ugly series. One of many in the NBA right now. Yep. I love Joel Embiid. I hope he wins the MVP, but... You don't think he will. You you still think it's going to Jokic, don't you? I, after this series, I don't know. I mean, it's already been voted on, right? So this is not going to change it, but it's changed my opinion. I think you. I think I think uh, Joel Embiid deserves the MVP. Um, our ESPN draft nerd at ESPN draft nerd. He is the MVP of the uh, draftmas season. And coming up next on the YouTube channel, we will be doing the. As of today, mock draft. If draft day were today, then this is how the first round will go. Tune in with us at thesportocracy.com. Just click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We will not be with you tomorrow. Tomorrow an off day because 
in this time slot, you will be hearing the Atlanta Braves take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Braves fans hoping that Freddie Freeman doesn't hit another home run against them. Uh, we will back. We'll be back Thursday, and Thursday we will be just seven days from oh, Draftmas Day. He gets more and more excited by the day. Well, Where- I, just, I found out there's no mail at the draft. He won't yeah. be at the draft. He will yeah. be uh, remoting in. So well, that, re- that 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 hindered my mm-hmm. excitement a little bit. He refuses to get vaccinated, and he's not going to be there. But he will be involved in the program at least. So he will be doing what his did they say his thirty ninth draft? Yep, it's not a draftmas without draftmas clause. Well, of course not. We'll see you back here on Thursday on ESPN Asheville.